1: if you're a tennis fan you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network whether you're a better or just love tennis you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar subscribe to game bet match today from your favorite podcast provider it's betting the ponies on the bet rivers network all right hello everybody welcome Betting the Ponies on the Fat Rivers Network, Monzo Malusis. We are a week removed from the Breeders' Cup Moose. And uh, as it seems every year, a lot of close calls for us. A lot of close calls.
0: Yeah, a ton of them. I mean, which one do you want to talk about?
1: Oh, don't talk about Zandon because he was awful. But outside of that.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of, um let's see, um, count the ways up to the mark. Who do you love? Ran second, August, Rodin had an unbelievable run. Zandom was terrible. Gunite in the sprint to close it out on Saturday night. Um, You know, couldn't find a winner, had bad trips. Also, you know, second and third, at least the horses were running, just could not be able to string anything together. Sorry, I was eating a piece of my kids' uh, uh, Halloween candy. You ever have the flavor Tootsie Roll? It's just great. Um, oh, my God. Just amazing. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, the Breeders' Cup, in terms of handicapping and our selections, if we followed along, I'll be brutally honest. I mean, sometimes you have good days, sometimes you have bad days. It was um, a very, very frustrating two days. Um, you know, Clariere and the Distaff. Uh, you know, Rosario can't find a way to get through where the winner is begging to be beaten, basically staggering down the stretch. And, you know, he has to hold all of her momentum as she makes a a rail skimming ride. She was going to win at three or four to one. Yeah, it was just a dumpster fire. And then, you know, I had insult to injury. You and I both hop up on the board one last time, you know, uh, Zandon in the classic and Oh, horse made over $2 million in his career. Great. Fantastic. Is now retired to stud. Might have, I mean, was basically our race was over before they hit the far turn when Frankie Dettori's is going to the whip, uh, not the whip, urging him relentlessly going into the turn to try and keep up. And it was like, the race is over. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> then you have you know, watching, you know, Richard Dick Dutrow uh, celebrating uh, after a 10 year suspension. Uh where Naira took away his uh his training license. It just adds it, it to it. Now you get into the fact that as well as we're gonna get it for, you know, California for the next couple of years. It's gonna be in Del Mar next year. And then you know what? Del Mar again in 2025.
1: I do think uh Casa Creed made a nice name for himself, ran really well, just couldn't get there. But uh no, yeah, when, when yeah close, it, not- I, it, there's nothing listen, we know the connections
0: in in Mike and Lee and you know, I saw Mike send out a tweet, and Lee was very proud. They have nothing to be nothing not to be proud of, though. His amazing seven year old, um, you know, out of Jimmy Creed. I mean, just a, an amazing horse, really is. I thought, honestly, having watched Costa Creed though, uh, when Luis Saez is looking all over the place going into the top of the uh, to the top of the stretch, I really thought Costa Creed was going to roll home. On that, you know, uh, concrete hard turf course out in Santa Anita, and it just didn't happen. Ran great, finished third. Nothing, not nothing to be embarrassed about. He ran third in the Breeders' Cup Mile. I mean, there's not on the turf nothing to be embarrassed about at all. Uh, I I just thought turning for home, he was going to win.
1: Well, today we're going to look at Aqueduct. No more BAQ. Now it's just Aqueduct. We're finally at the Aqueduct meet. Uh, got some turf races on this Saturday. A couple stakes races, a couple graded races, and a nice. Six long events to close out the day. Moose, we're going to start with the Grade 3 Pebbles, which is a mile on the inner turf course. And a pretty good field, uh, some good horses. Chad Brown has three going, going postward. Uh, Clement has got a few. Um, you know, and some new runners. I thought it was a pretty wide open field, even though there's a couple short prices. Sacred Wish uh, for George Weaver, 5-2 to two on the morning line, startup mentality, uh, Rhiannon. Could you uh, – so – I'm sure. I, when I look at these races, I don't know if you do yeah. the same. I, I often try and think who's Moose going to like. You know, who's who's Moose going to like? Are we on the same horse? Um, and sometimes with races like this, where it seems wide open, I think you're going to take a chance. Now I know you don't love short prices on somebody doing new, so I looked away from that. I took a wild, wild guess that you liked this two horse Plenitude at ten. I one. do. I do. I just I looked at the fact that you know. He, he he adds a little distance. He's not short. He's ten to one. You love Clement. Clement's been running pretty well. Um and there wasn't a really was a dominant figure in this race and th- thought you maybe get a price on him. I like a price horse too. I like the inside horse implicated. So we're both on horses that are ten to one or higher. Um Yeah. What steered you away from some of the some of the shorter horses?
0: Um oh well, what steered me away is um I think they're okay. I mean, there's. I mean, listen. I, I get Sacred Wish is running in Grade One events. I get it, but trying the turf for the third time, one for two on the turf. You know, you got Castellano on it. George Weaver. We know the kind of year that he has had for sure. A um, startup mentality could improve second start. Um, you know, second start for Chad Brown. First start off the layoff. We haven't seen him or seen her, I should say, since you know mid late July at Monmouth Park. Rhiannon's interesting Does she bounce to the high heavens after the 91 buyer speed figure um, on September the 16th. I, I just think you kind of poke holes in the other end. I think this is what Plenitude wants to do. Um, ran at six, ran at five and a half furlongs, has closed. Dylan Davis has had a really good sneaky year on the Naira circuit if you've been following along. It's Clement out a quality road. I think wants to go two turns. The turf pedigree pedigree is there, elusive quality, obviously, and gemologist. Um, I like the price as well, ten to one. Yeah, the reason I liked
1: implicated was (coughs) I think to cut back to a mile from going a mile and a sixteenth and a mile and eighth is going to be big. Uh, Second off the layoff for Chad Brown was really good as a two-year-old. Your Chelsea Flower winner last out. I think we'll really like going a mile as opposed to a mile and an eighth. Mile and a sixteenth might even been a little too long as. Um, the horse ran well going this distance, but I think the cut back here off the layoff out of connect, uh, Manny Franco finds ways to win these races. I know I've, I've buried him before, but you know, we talk a lot about these races and you know, the other Chad Brown, horse. but well, this is the other, other Chad Brown, horse. this is the third of the group and the biggest price, uh, has a, has better foundation. Um, it's coming off a decent performance in the, in the you know, coming back off the layoff. I think it's 12 to one. It's tough to pass up Chad in a race where. This horse has won a great event, not a great event, but has won a stakes event and has run well every time and is getting better in the buyer speed figures. And I agree with you. I don't think Rian is a horse to play coming off that really wild performance over two months ago now. So you don't really know what that horse is first time on the turf um, ran well, but this is the second time against horses that have won. So I think it's a completely different situation. Implicate is my topic. 12 to one. You like plenitude. I think you do have to use sacred wish underneath um, who's really, who's looked like a better horse on the turf, but, needs a certain kind of trip needs to come well off pace um, and you know at five to two, I don't think i I can't play sacred wish on top, but certainly an underneath use for me moves.
0: yeah, I would use startup mentality underneath um if I'm gonna use a Chad brown I would use I would use the seven at four to one on the morning line. it's brown it's Irad Ortiz. I mentioned it hasn't run since late July at Monmouth Park, but ran pretty well that day. In um, a maiden special weight, 54,000. Um, Castellano that day, Ortiz now the go-to. I think find it interesting. I I, I read right Ortiz ends up on the seven startup mentality. Wow. I'd use him underneath. I'd use the six underneath, Sacred Wish for everything that you talked about. Um, not as keen on Silver Skillet, the other Christophe Clement in this one. And, and I would use your brown as well, the one that you like on top and implicated at 12 to 1 on the morning line. I think I go into this race on Saturday and thinking to myself that um, I think Rihanna at, at 2 to 1, I could be wrong. Daughter of Medallia um, you know, out of an Uncle Mo Mare. Uh, I get the breedings there. Spent $550,000 on her um, at the Keelan September sales in 21. Uh, but. I'm going to try and beat her. I'm going to try and get her out of the exotics. That's the way I'm going to look at it and try to find value otherwise. And that's why I landed on the two on top. And I would use the seven, the six, and the one underneath.
1: Race nine at the Big A on Saturday is the Grade Two Red Smith, mile and three eighths on the turf moose. And, um, uh, you know, uh, well, the interesting thing about this field is if you look up and down, there's some good horses, horses we've seen before. And I'm going to start with Soldier Rising, who I've bet, and, I, you know, you love the term money burner. I've played a lot of this horse horse runs well, always seems to finish second by three lengths, you know, runs well, but just not good enough. Tough for me to take here at a short price. Uh, Red runs a horse that's gotten better. Uh, Tide of the sea has been a speed horse in the past 50 to one here. Masterpiece is a good horse. The thing that I find very interesting is this four cross border who we've seen for a long time. Now, I-, I can't recall seeing a horse that's run well at, at as a, you know, basically a thoroughbred and then, Starts with the hurdles and then comes back to running regular races. That's Have you ever seen that before?
0: Um, I see, I've i seen horses go to hurdles and then come back. Yeah, there was um, – I'm trying to remember them. There was a tremendous hurdle trainer when I was growing up at Saratoga um, that used to take horses, flat horses, and Jonathan Shepard. Remember Jonathan Shepard? Um, Jonathan Shepard was great. Um, where he would sometimes take hurdle horses and put them back on in flat races and end up being a uh, tremendous, was there a horse called John's call? I believe it was for Jonathan Shepard race in Saratoga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I I've seen it before. I really have. And, and I think it's a case of where, you know, you're looking at this horse and clearly I would imagine I'm trying to think, yeah, he's a gelding. He's a seven year old gelding. He's healthy. So, you know, they tried them, you know, in the hurdles. It didn't work. Um, and now they're they're bringing it back on,
1: on the grass. Uh, what, races like this, we know what happens in New York. They leave horses on the lead. Um, they put horses to sleep and long shots off and win. And I, I don't know if that's exactly going to be the case in this, this race because I, I think some of the price horses that are speed are kind of cheap. But I do like the 6 Uh nine eleven Turbo, uh, Neil Drysdale, uh, Rosario – you know, is running races where they've crawled up in front and has got it done, but doesn't need the lead. And I think can sit behind some of the cheap speed and be the first horse to make that move. And I love Rosario in that spot where there's not on paper, there shouldn't be an overwhelming amount of traffic. Now he could find traffic in a two horse race, but uh, I think in this situation at a nice price at six, one in the morning line, if he just sits behind the two cheap speed horses that maybe won't even putting up, won't, maybe won't be putting up huge, usually fast fractions, you know, he'll get that first glance and be able to power a horse home, and I think this horse has uh, certainly been good this year, four for six this year, uh, likes the distance, has gotten better on the turf, five for 15, run well at this distance, has run well doing these longer uh, turf races, and I think we we'll, we'll, won't will be pace compromised, and I think we'll actually like some of these cheap speed horses in front of them. 9-11 Turbo, my top pick, 6-1. to one. I really know you probably like the five, lim- uh, limited liability. That's my guess. I guessing. do
0: not. No, I went with the – I no, I went with the ten Verstappen. That's who I landed on. Um, you know, distance two for three, three times his race at this distance ran second twice. No experience at Aqueduct. Has run all over the place. Has run at, you know, Kentucky Downs, Keeneland, Turfway Park, Belmont, Indiana, Saratoga. Has ran all over the place. Um, and it's been a you know, a long season you look at it in 20, I said seven races this year. Um, you know, it gets a little bit of a freshening. Last time we saw, um, you know, the gelding at a war front, um, was, uh, at, at the turf cup, a grade two event, finished fifth, beaten two and a half lengths that day, ran well in the bowling green when beaten by, I think what recently retired channel maker, right. Just got retired. Um, it's Brendan Walsh cannon hops on a board cannon's been outside of one race from Bayerano. Um, uh, the, the works look like. They're pretty solid works like the oh, October 21st work at Keeneland uh, with 12th best out of 79. Very workman-like after that, 14th out of 25. Last one being five furlongs and 101 and flat, 16th best out of 37. I'm going to go with the uh, the gelded son of Warfront versus Stappen at 8-1 to one on the morning line.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good race. I'm going to have to use Soldier Rising underneath because he always does run, just doesn't win. So that's going to be my exact... I'm going to use 911 Turbo Soldier Rising. Uh, that's going to be a six to one over a three to one Exacto box boost.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I I, I think you got to use Soldier Rising. You know, I I like your I like your pick 911 Turbo. I just want to use them on top. I am going to use limited liability uh, for McGahee and Kendra Carmouche. I'm going to use them underneath. Maybe I'll dabble and give a little bit of a saver bet depending on what the odds boards looks like. But it's six to one on the morning line. Second start off the layoff you know, ran well in the Sycamore, um, you know, has got a, you know, one race here at Aqueduct, only one time at the distance. That's why, and, and didn't finish in the money, that's why I'm a little bit leery of limited liability on top, but still um, I'll use them underneath. But I really think the, I really think my horse coming off the freshening, I think Verstappen's going to run him down. Race 10 closing out the day
1: at Aqueduct on Saturday is a nice $75,000. Allowance race, six furlongs on the turf moves a nice little sprint. Uh you know, a field that again up and down. There is a short price, and that's gonna be Icy Flavor nine to five on the morning line coming off uh, a pretty decent performance in the slop. That's you know, it's pretty much was the whole situation for the early uh fall racing here in the New York area. You know, I ended up going a little bit to the outside, nine, the nine Veterans Beach, who uh, if you disregard the last race, which was in the slop in, in New York at, at BAQ, which was Aqueduct, um has run some really good races and has run against good horses. Now, last out beat Monarch's Glen a stakes race, a stakes horse, and two back finished behind Graded on a Curve, a former Chad Brown stakes winner. So, um, some good running lines. Um, has won relative distance. Hasn't won a lot of distance, but certainly has hit the board six out of nine times in form this year. Ketcher Carmouche gets on board. Uh, Maker knows how to spot these horses. You say that all the time, and. I think we'll like going back to a sprint at six furlongs. Veterans Beach, six to one on the morning line, Veterans Day today. So uh, let's try and connect that and we'll try and give you that daily double to, to finish the day.
0: Yeah. You remember King Creesa?
1: Yes. Of you course. You remember
0: Lady Creesa? Yes. Yeah. Now we're going to. I go like. Yeah, I'm going to go with the two Creesa. Um, for David Donk, um, I'm going to throw out his last race on October the 20th in the slop, you look at his, you look at his turf form, um, even on firm or yielding, you know, it's pretty good. Um, you know, beaten fourth being by two and a quarter, fifth beaten by six, eighth beaten by four and a half one, the buyer speed figures do fit. Uh, I think when you look at the, um, when you look at the, 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 uh, training, the it's been kind of workmanlike, um, nothing really kind of jumps off the page, but, um, you know, and and rolling right back for a reason. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we saw a crease of running. I think that's for a reason. That was an allowance race uh for 80,000 non winners of other than this a little bit of a drop. It's an allowance race, purse of seventy-five thousand. You get back to six furlongs. Um, and I think I think he's gonna get the pace up front to be able to run into. So I'm gonna go with the two creesa for Gomez and Donk.
1: So I wanted to give out that late daily double, and if you look at the ninth race, my top pick is 911 Turbo, six to one on the morning line, and then the finale, six furlongs on the grass moose, and I like Veterans Beats at six to one. So a back to back six to one, six to one shot. That should be a pretty good daily double if you hit that. Yeah, I went for Stappin in the ninth and Krisa. Uh So give me
0: Verstappen and Creasa. Creasa the two in the last race at six to one on the morning line. And of course, I went uh, with Verstappen ten uh, horse in
1: the previous race at eight to one on the morning line.
0: So Your big sport,
1: Mac, yeah. Every sport has an off season, Moose. Um, two things don't have an off season: pro wrestling and horse racing. So that's it. Breeders' Cup comes to an end, and we're yeah. we thinking about the Kentucky Derby already.
0: Thinking about prep races, the Derby. We'll think about you know the international racing scene. We got the what the Saudi Cup and um we're gonna have the, the the what the pegasus uh down at Gulfstream Park there'll be there'll be steak races they'll be interesting I mean so and you got uh, big races coming up at Churchill Downs next week it's gonna be fun the holidays are almost here um try, try and regroup after what was a disastrous breeders cup
1: that's what that's <laughs> that's what makes this game great is the next week you can always try and rebound man that's it. You know, like Monzo, we were talking about it on Friday, and
0: Monzo wasn't able to to be around the TV to take it all in. I was like, well, "You're lucky. You saved yourself. You saved yourself a lot of misery and pain and disappointment."
1: Uh well, there's always next week, which will probably lead to the same. How about Timberlake? Week? How about the other
0: one? How about Timberlake and the juvenile?
1: <laughs> and then they let the.
0: And then they let they. Here's the other thing that they let the horse that clearly didn't like the slop in the last race, that was like even money favorite in, what was it? Not the hopeful. What was the race before that um, at Belmont Park that Timberlake won in a romp? What was the steak race, the two-year-old steak race? You know what I'm talking about. What's that? Champagne. Champagne. Right. So the favor of the Champagne doesn't like the slop, and they let then let that horse go off at like 8-1 to one last Friday. Like, it's insane. It's insanity. Like, that's what we're looking at here. It's like insanity. But anyway, yes, nice performance by
1: Timberlake. <laughs> well, listen, we'll, we'll bring the podcast here each and every week, going through some of the best races of the week, and we'll bring back making fun of horses' names, and I'll always make fun of Malusis. And, you know, now he's got a – you can't see it, but he's got a beard that looks like it itches to the high heavens. So.
0: Yeah, it's very – I know. I need, like, beer bomb, beer butter, beer oil, like a brush. I need, like, a lot of things people tell me. You know, you got to condition it. On the, It's too much work. Plus, I feel like it looked dirty. Like I, I, mean, my, I don't know if it looks good. Some people could pull off a beard. I don't know if I'm one of those people.
1: Well, if anything, the, the reason I've always grown a beard is to try and cover half my face. So.
0: Oh, the, thank you. I'm, thanks for calling me ugly. All right, Moose. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, Mons. Love you. Right, like, and like and subscribe. Like and subscribe.
1: podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Ben Let's in the go Verstappen. Verstappen, Verstappen, Verstappen. Verstappen on Saturday. See you later. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.